antenna. Cause yes, Come on and show them what you can do. What is going down? Dude, cutting in and out. Bad. <laughs> there, there are so many times where you purposely cool. pull the intro. Because you, know you fucked up. I had my heart in it. Don't blame your fuck up on me, you. baby. No, you had, you had your... You didn't... Fuck you. You know you didn't have your heart in it. Yo. All right. Thank you Let's for listening to other episodes too, King. No. Uh, you got Abraham Tedessa on the Zoom with me. Yeah, and you got Chris Mejia over here on the Zoom with me. And you probably listen to this podcast on the wonderful platform of iTunes. iTunes. Or... SoundCloud. Or... Stitcher. No, we're not on Stitcher. Damn it, man. We're also on Spotify and Google Play. That's right. We're on those oh. platforms. And if you listen to us on those platforms, you know what you should do? What? What should they do? Give us a subscribe. Oh, that'd be nice. Give us a rating and a review. I would, I'd like a review. And you know, if you're giving us a rating, you know what I personally think the most huh. ideal rating you could give us is five stars. That would be, you know, higher ground if it, yeah. That would be the appropriate game. Now, four stars, four I will stars. accept because sometimes when you say something is perfection, people, yeah. you know, people come for your throat. So I understand yeah. you want to stay safe. So four stars, we'll accept four stars, not three stars. It's like being a part-time lover, those, that four stars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's lukewarm. It's room temperature. Okay, it's room. It's not bad, but it's not good. Personally, sure. I like my stuff cold. But you know what? It's better than hot. Better than hot. Now, sure. stars. I'm I'm very superstitious about it. Yeah. And then one star. <laughs> one star. One I'm star. setting. I'm setting. I'm I'm fucking setting you up right now. <laughs> So upset! It's so upsetting right now. Uh, star, that like we've been saying this for epochs. Epochs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been saying it for uh, eons since the mm-hmm. Battle of Ebony and Ivory. Since the mm-hmm. Battle of Ebony and I, since since Adam ate the the apple. Mm-hmm. Yep. She gave herpes to Adam. The, the point is, since biblical times, we've been saying this, we'll keep saying it again, what happens when people give us one star, and on the count of three, we're going to say it again, okay? One, two, three. We'll kidnap, we'll your, kidnap family. your family. Yep, that's right. Taken, took. You're never going to see them again. Also, uh, uh, point of order, uh, what I was listing were Stevie Wonder hit songs. Part-time lover, mm-hmm. higher ground, mm-hmm. superstition, mm. ebony and ivory. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That boy good. Anyways. 
Uh, shout out to uh, Zoom uh, Studios. We are recording Zoom this studios. live. Uh, <laughs> Corona is a bad bitch and won't let us use their real studio. Because of the fact that we're, uh, we're using Zoom, we're able to get on people that we normally weren't able to get because we were limited to in-person studios. Because you uh, know what? You don't listen to this podcast for Abraham and I. No. Actively hate us. You don't give a fuck about <laughs> us. No. You nope. listen for the fantastic guests that we get on this podcast. Now Every time. Murderers. Mm-hmm. Murderers. Drug dealers. Drug dealers. Extortionists. The worst. Contortionists. Ooh. Pretty fun. Arsonists. Dog nappers. Ooh. Cat nappers. And now, this guest right here. It's this guest right here. Probably up. the worst crime of all time. Abraham, mm-hmm. you have their criminal record? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pulling it up right here, Detective Mejia. Uh, it says right here, forgery. Mm-hmm. Forgery. Across we have- state lines, which is a federal crime. It's a little catch me if you can catch 22. A for, for a forger hoe in different area codes. That's what we have. That's so true. This, crime. Guest, this guest right here uh, is a very hilarious comic straight out of Portland. Uh, he yeah. was supposed to do uh, the Laughing School Comedy Festival and the Limestone Comedy Festival, but Corona was like, nah, bitch. Nope. <laughs> Stay at home. He's also, he also, uh, uh, you may have seen him uh, when he did the 10,000 Last Comedy Festival. He also was on a podcast that called Did We Solve It? Please get a lot of love to the very funny homie of the pod, Shane Brendan. We out here. Arsony. Arsony. Hey, good to see you, man. What's up, man? man? Apparently I'm, what is it? Forger a hose? That was a a stretch, bro. That was a reach. That was a good reach. That was was a reach. reach. That was definitely a reach. That's that University of Southern Florida education right there. Uh, okay, first off, go for <laughs> Central Florida? Sorry. Second off, my, the university I went to is a preeminent university, okay? All right? DeVry. We're in the top <laughs> 10 for research in the nation, bitch. Nigga went to oh, ITT Tech? You think you better than me? <laughs> hey, Chris, you can research this dick. <laughs> yes. What school do you go to, little bitch? What school you go to? Me? I didn't go to school. Oh. No, it's talking to Shane. <laughs> oh, I went. I went. I went to school. School of a uh, suck this dick. Wee, wee, there, wee, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's mm. what I like to hear. That's honestly, right. Honestly, I, I always uh, like lately. I've I've been thinking about this. I don't understand why we went, went to school. school. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Why do we? It's such a scam. College is such a scam. You're just paying all that money. To get laid and get drunk. Yes. It's a long-term investment in, you know, getting laid and drunk. Yeah. Bro, the college system, university system is the, the oldest and most successful pimp known to man. <laughs> and there's yeah. different levels of the pimp shit. I mean, the Ivy League, the Ivy League pimps, those are all white dudes. The Harvards, the Browns, the Yales. Well, I feel like the Ivy League, that's, that's more of Those like, are escorts. Those <laughs> Escort Don't services. That's like your we were hoes. <laughs> I think it's like you're networking to then become a pimp yourself. That's the hope, right? Oh, Learn wow. this game yeah. and be a pimp later, right? Yeah. Whereas every other college is 
they tell you, yo, you're networking to become a pimp yourself, but you're right. actually just becoming a hoe. Long-term hoe. A long-term one of us should One of us should call an escort and th- like they quote a price. One of us should be like, I think I got a scholarship for that. Mm, I can tell you which one of us will do that. Thank you. Chris. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. I'm off cue on everything. Jeez. Actually, you know what? First off, that's a compliment because you're saying that I got the money to spend on no just the mouthpiece and the desperation that will come across the the phone line she's like "Ooh, this nigga sound like he needs some help Mm. (laughs) Mm. hey daddy where you at how much (laughs) (laughs) no see here's the thing Mm. about like what chris what did you major in in college mass communications abraham what you major in uh geopolitics and communications okay are either one of you two using those degrees now yes nope i work hmm. at an hmm. this and is, i'm this unemployed is perfect 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 <laughs> example of why the college system is flawed and bullshit you got motherfuckers <laughs> like chris right who actually uh-huh. who actually get the piece of paper and then end up getting a job from that piece of paper okay so they can go back and shit uh-huh. on the school system meanwhile hard working just red-blooded, fire-breathing, big dick-swinging guys like me and you. Dragons. Here. Yes. We're dragons. We're dragons of industry. Right? <laughs> We're not going to let the school system and lack of the piece of paper, or the piece of paper, because I majored in creative writing. Look at me. <laughs> Fucking living it. You're not writing. You're doing the opposite of it. I'm right doing now. the opposite. But you know Buddy. what? I'm on Stoop Kings now, and that's what matters, man. That's what matters. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to be like a motivational speaker, by the way? Uh, that's fucking good. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I, here's the thing. Oh God. I could sell cold pussy to an Eskimo. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm really oh, out here. Yes. I could sell sand to a camel. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I'm i from Memphis. The acronym mm-hmm. M-E-M-P-H-I-S. Making easy money. Pimping hoes is serious. It's in my blood whether I like it or not. Okay. You know what? Let's put your money where your mouth is. Let's pretend I'm a camel. Sell me sand. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Here we go. Nigga, you better take this sand. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we had Shane on. Sounds like Iceberg Slim is there. Hello? <laughs> Who's that? No, I really feel like I wasted so much money on yeah. my college education, man. I mean, it was it it paid off because of the people that I met. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know how they try to give you that pamphlet, that brochure bullshit speech, like you're making memories and connect. I even joined a fucking fraternity. Because it's all about networking and brotherhood and blah, blah, blah. Brother, you will never have to look for a job when you get out into the world because all you have to know is the handshake and you will see another. I don't talk to those niggas. I haven't talked to those <laughs> niggas. I haven't, I haven't rubbed elbows or used any of those networking shit since I graduated undergrad. I pledged and I crossed my fraternity. Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out. I was going to say you were a Sigma, right? I was a Sigma. Bro, I crossed in spring of 2003. I haven't high-fived or fist-bumped none of those niggas since then. <laughs> Ain't no networking for me. And that's just oh, probably shit. me. If there's any Sigmas or any any black fraternity or sorority, because I know you guys have a big reach in the black fraternity and sorority community. Yeah, I know you guys, yeah. We're huge. I don't yeah. want you guys to get any hate mail because they're like, what's up with that light-skinned nigga that you brought on that was hating on? No, here's the thing. How does that Dominican-looking-ass Asian? <laughs> <laughs> what 
what's up with dark skin Manny Pacquiao talking all that shit? Like, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't want I to never, be attacked by the Divine Nine. I don't want you know, Yeah, the Divine Nine will come for you, bro. Dude. Here's the thing. Even early on in my horny 18 and 19-year-old brain, I knew. I was just like, look, all that networking and stuff they're talking about for the future, that's fine and dandy if it happens. But for right now, I want to pay these niggas a couple hundred dollars for them to beat the dog shit out of me <laughs> for an undisclosed amount of weeks so that I can rise like a phoenix from the ashes on campus. <laughs> all these hoes will love me. And then Goddamn, it was money well spent. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> money well spent. Got my ass whooped for very long. And man, those three letters that I wore on my chest, whew, I was looking like Chris was an undergrad, just full of life. <laughs> the University of Memphis doesn't use me on their website in a banner, you know, just you. Well, that's like a, so like I, I was a fan <sighs> member of my frat. So the frat I was in. You were what? Uh, so I so right off the bat I was in a I was in a white frat I didn't do I wasn't with all of the minorities. called it yeah the right frat more like <laughs> right brother <laughs> right brother <laughs> yeah right. I'm flying over your heads oh wait no right, sorry right. Yeah, that's a bar that's a sick ass bar I'm flying yeah. over here come on dog what God. frat were you in uh, it was called Alpha Sigma Phi never heard of him yeah who cares and like. I was a part of the found like they were new to my college, mm. and I was a part of the initial founding class. Diversity hire, right? Mm. Kind of. So they thought you were. Black. I was a junior in college. I was already well established, and this shouldn't be a surprise. But like, people was, liked you. You were well established. You were like the king of campus. I was, I was super, super involved with a bunch of different clubs and shit. Oh, you were a nerd. No, I. He was a Christian. No, I got. <laughs> oh, that's what I said. Nerd. <laughs> yes, I was. But <laughs> got crunk for Christ on your campus. At the time, at the time, I thought I was cool. Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't like a. No, I wasn't like uh, one of like going to church or anything like that. I was just like I worked in the orientation department. I worked in housing. Were you an RA? Uh, Were you a narc? In my junior mm -hmm. year, I was an RA. Yeah. And no, no, no. So, no, no, no. So, uh -huh. the semester, I was a RA for a summer semester. Mm -hmm. And basically, one of the frats, one of the white frats on campus got kicked off for hazing. Like they do. Yeah. And they, so their house was open and the housing department was like, well, we want to make money off of this. So, they opened up the house for transfer students to live in the frat house. So, I mm. was RA of these transfer students who thought, well, since we're living in a frat house, let's act like a frat. So they want to party oh. all the time and shit. And I was so, oh, it wasn't a summer. It was like a spring semester. But like that semester, I remember I was so preoccupied with like getting a girlfriend and trying to get my dick wet uh, and like everything else that I had that like, I just let a bunch of shit. Like I literally let them throw a giant party and I was like, I'm just not, I'm just going to make sure I'm not at my house that night. And these were just regular mm -hmm. students that you were supposed to be like the RA for in this yeah. house? Yeah. Hmm. You're extremely irresponsible. And that's my favorite thing you've ever told me, by the way. Mm. That's awesome. Legit. It's like a, that's so Raven episode, but it's you. Like legit, they <laughs> came up to me and they were like, hey, Chris, uh, 
we're telling you this because we really like you and we no no time out time out what was your, their nickname for you hey big c what's up dude giant cock <laughs> just that was their that was perfect their nickname. light skin god can i talk to you real uh, quick hey mojito mojito hey mojito. hey i'm trying to oh, smoke a roach okay. is that cool so, forge was a stretch for mojita <laughs> or mojito mojito it's Come not on, a stretch dude. Dale, fucking, I don't know. One, <laughs> Dale. Two, two, three, three. Fucking pitbull. But uh, oh. no, they told me, they were like, uh, Chris, we like you, so we're going to let you know that next Friday we're throwing a party. I'm like, all right, haha, very funny. Like, no, 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 we're not joking. Like, we're throwing a party. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then they would keep throughout the week being like, hey, Friday. It's coming. And then finally, like, the night before, they were bringing in, like, these strobe lights and shit. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? I'm like, <laughs> Party. I was like, y'all were seriously like, yeah, we were dead ass about that. And they're like, we tried to warn you so you don't get in trouble. We like you as an RA. We know that if you get fired, we're well, not going to be able to do the things we do. How, how would you have gotten in trouble? This was a former frat house, and then the school just assigned you to be an RA of transfer students. It's not like a, you weren't like in a big dorm, right? This was like yeah. a separate house. It was like, yeah, it was like a, basically like the houses on campus that they had. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. So like. Okay. Frat row. Yeah. It yeah. was, yes. It was basically in Greek village was what they called it. And it was just. Did all the house. other frats and sororities look at that house? Like, ew, look at mm -hmm. them. I would have, I would have spit yeah. in your fucking front door. I would have spit door. in their fucking front door. I would have, I would have burnt a cross in your lawn to show how much I didn't like it. And you then you just mean? stand there and be like, it's not what it seems. Right. Well, they didn't, club. they didn't like. The uh, like the people in Greek weren't crazy about the house because, like, they just kept doing rambunctious shit that theoretically, if any of the frats or sororities did, they would get in a lot of trouble for. By them, you mean your students that you yeah. were in charge of, <laughs> yeah. but you were it, too busy out trying to get some strange. It's your platoon right. that's charged with uh, hate crimes and like right. crimes against humanity. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I also, uh, one of one of my residents in particular, he was very, he was one of those dudes who, you know that dangerous combination of uh, of a dude who's too comfortable with his body? The naked guy. Yep, there you go. So yeah. you already know he was, the, that was you? That was the naked guy, baby. Really? Yeah. Yeah, give me space and opportunity. It's all out there. <laughs> yeah. You sound like the fucking pandemic. It's true. I just creep up on you. I'll never forget the way he said goodbye to me. He, uh, it was at the end of the semester. He was like, hey, Chris, I'm ready to check out of my dorm. Uh -huh. I was like, all right, dope, man. Uh, I'm going to go get my forms. I'll meet you in your room. He's like, all right, man, sounds good. And then I go, I run up to my room. I get the shit. And then when I, I open the door, I'm looking at the forms. I open the door. I'm like, all right, man, are you ready to check out? And as soon as I look up, he just has his dick over his Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. He watched you. Yeah. Like, yeah. watch. Is it, oh, time is it? Yeah, what time is it? <sighs> Half past this dick. Yeah. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, why? And he was like, you know, I just wanted to say goodbye. And the only mm -hmm. way I knew how. <laughs> that guy is a fucking CEO at a company right now. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> raking it in. Ending, dude, yeah. but a billionaire. I actually don't know. I think he went into the military at some point. Even so better. Yeah, he, that, he's going to thrive there. Yeah, that guy is super dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because I'm a vet, so it's fine. You guys okay. will not get in trouble for that. 
And he oh, hate yeah, mailed the Stoop King. Congrats. Congrats. Congrats, Congrats on Congrats surviving on Memorial serving. Day. Yeah. Thank Here's you. the thing. Here's the thing for you guys and all your listeners. Memorial Day is for the fallen veterans of the military service, people who died in the service. Veterans Day is for ungrateful niggas like me that made it all the way through <laughs> here every year to celebrate drunk with my VA benefits, laughing and Putin in the face of Uncle Sam, like, ha ha, bitch, you tried to kill me, but I'm still here. And I'm on the Stoop Kings. <laughs> Fuck Adam Posse. He's garbage. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you guys had drops on this. This is great. This is awesome. I didn't know either. <laughs> Fucking red. I love AI. Panda. That's. <laughs> Are there ever moments where, like, you'll be with your family and you'll go to a Denny's and you find out that as a veteran they give you a discount? Do you ever think to yourself this PTSD was worth it? First of all, I don't know what kind of weak-ass nigga you think I am going to Denny's with my family. (laughs) I'm a young, spry man. Still full of life. I'm not looking for moons over my hammy for $6 right now. I got money. Yeah, yeah, you I go to IHOP. I go to IHOP. Nigga. Yeah, <laughs> Waffle House. All right, all day. No, no, no. Yeah. This, is, this is actually important. Oh, no. What do y'all think is a better quality restaurant? IHOP or Denny? <laughs> is he leaving? <laughs> yeah, he's he's committed to... Oh, okay. <laughs> Why were you so offended by that? Why were you so offended by that question? I don't know. I just like to be dramatic. Oh, okay. I like it. Uh, I would choose IHOP. I have better memories at IHOP. I don't really give a fuck about the menus. Well, what's the criteria here? You're saying fancy, but what does that mean? No, no, not fancy. Not fancy. As in, like, I guess what what I'm trying to ask is if if someone was like, hey, let's go eat. Mm -hmm. Literally, our only two options are IHOP or Denny's. Which one are you going to? Okay, well, I have some questions before I make an answer. Okay. Am I with someone that I'm trying to smash, or am I with a homie? Ooh, why can't they be both? I, I'm gonna be real. Or you. both. This, this is actually this is a very good question. This is a very this is a very That's important. What I'm saying, uh, if okay. I'm if I'm with some comics and we're just oh, yeah. who gives a fuck? Go yeah, yeah. we're we're gonna oh, go to Denny's because it's cheaper. Yeah. yeah, but if you're trying, if you know, like, okay, I hope that fucking is later on in the night. You're gonna want to eat at a place that's not gonna fuck up your digestive system. Mm. And we've been drinking that night, right? Well, yeah, and pancakes will soak that up. No, sure, you're sober. Sure. You're sober. Oh, what? You're sober. This is not a realistic scenario, then. <laughs> this is hell, is what I'm it out. sounds like. I'm out. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> sober. All right. How about this? To make it a little, little realistic, put a third in, option in there. It's in the morning, and you're hungover. Okay. So you're going for your hand, you're going for the I just need to eat food to cure right. over. And it's regardless of who you're with, you're not fucking for the rest of the day. Mm, okay. I would go to Denny's then. Because every IHOP that I I've been into, and this is gonna sound the the way it's set up, it just looks impersonal. Denny's is like, hey, welcome. Like mm. it's like golden and like mm. blood red, like and whatnot. Like the colors are very inviting. It's like McDonald's then. McDenny's is the McDonald's, but straight up breakfast. Thank you. Yes, exactly. 
Right. Look, if I'm trying to flex, you know, show this person that, like, I'm a cultured man, I've been around the world, I would go to the International House of Pancakes. That's fair. Because I'm an international kind of dude. You want sausage from Germany? Nigga, I got that. You know what I'm saying? You want a hash brown from uh, Biloxi, Mississippi? We got that shit, too. Nigga, let's do this. I, okay, I love how in this reality that you're establishing, you've apparently found a woman. Who More man. Let's not, let's not, yeah, let's leave it open to anyone. Life is long. Life is long. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just saying. My bad. My bad. How bigoted of me. Uh, you are with an individual you are trying to fuck. And your thought is, yo, I'm trying to flex and show off. So let me, let me pull this bitch up to the, to the IHOP. In the same way that like rappers are like, hey, girl, let me take you to Nobu. Let me show you. Let me show Whoa, you. Hey, easy there, fucking you one percenter money bags. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything about that. I'm an out of work, uh, middle of the road comedian. If you, if you want to get the best of me, you're getting IHOP on a Tuesday morning. That's what it is. No, pretty good. Well, I was, like. So you, say, go, you go. You go. I was gonna say I like Denny's. I used to work at a Denny's. Right. Uh, I wasn't good at it. They yep. fired me very soon into my tenure. Uh, I um, dined and dashed from several IHOPs growing up. So it's more than just a real quick choice for me. I mean, there's layers to it. You, you know, I say again. Dined and dashed. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to do that when you're growing can up I, and you struggle. Can I add, how did you dine in? De- like, is you just sit, like, after your second time, you're, like, very confident about it. I'm just going to walk away or say I'm on my phone. Like, how did it go? How did you do that? Oh, What's well, strategy? what happened was I was at an IHOP, and then me and the homies ate. <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. They were like, all right. And then I tapped on the window a couple minutes later outside. (laughs) I was just like, run, nigga. And then we just, I ran. I ran to the car and then I waited for them to jump in the car and then we took off. And then we just didn't go back to that IHOP for like six months. So we just covered. (laughs) That's how long it takes. Yeah, between, Mm. for the next year, every IHOP between uh, Memphis and Nashville, uh, which is basically half of the state of Tennessee, we would just hit those up and just dine and dash as many as we could. And I think we knocked out uh, quite a few of them. And I'm very proud of that. That's on the resume. Should you think yeah. that in six months, they're not going to be like, oh, hey, I know it's been a minute, but that Dominican-looking-ass Asian seems familiar. I see what you're trying to do here, and I reject your hatred. <laughs> but I will counter with, who do you know? Who have you ever known to work uh, six months and or more? at any kind of fast food establishment like that. You've never met someone. Yeah. At least a, a restaurant of that low quality, no. Or people Whoa. that would care. Who's getting paid enough unless That's they're a true. fucking narc? I, I feel like there is kind of the common understanding of when you go to Denny's or you go to IHOP, whether you're the customer or you're the worker. That I'm not paying for the shit, correct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's understood. Well, I was going to say that common understanding of like, you've given up on a lot of things to be here in this moment. 
don't know. Come on, man. When's the last time you drunkenly stumbled into a, a late night spot for dinner? When the last time I was in Seattle working the underground, we all went out to get Chinese food after that. It was like three in the morning. But that place was different, though. That was like a opera home. I think your video's frozen. No, nah, he's just he's just paying close attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real. It took me a little bit to be like, is he? He hasn't moved. <laughs> he's just really into this conversation right now. Uh, I would I would say the place. Uh, okay, he's he this up. he's a Waffle House guy. That's why he hung up. <laughs> We went to the place we went to was like a local, like a local staple. Like it wasn't like a. Uh, I forget who was so adamant about we need to go here. Uh, it's it a white dude, real cool. Yeah. yeah. There, there's, there was no dine and dash opportunity there, mm-hmm. not at all. I respect that place too much to try to do that. That any establishment that seems like you, you know what, these people work hard at what they do. They have a loyal customer base that you know, uh, wear shoes, you know, that maybe don't do meth. I won't try to pull a move on a place like that. But a Denny's and an IHOP can get it. Waffle House, I wouldn't try it because real niggas work behind the... Yeah, no, they'll fight you. Never be done, man. I end up on an episode of Atlanta trying to pull some shit. I never forget. I saw a video on Twitter where a dude went to a Waffle House and no, like these people were at Waffle House and they got in a fight with one of the cooks. Mm-hmm. So the cooks started fighting with the customers. And then while, while this was happening, the customers were like, well, we're hungry. So they went into the kitchen and cooked food themselves. Yeah. That's just a regular day at Waffle House, man. That's just, <laughs> that's just how that shit works. I, should, I used to work at Waffle Bro, I worked at every fast food like diner kind of establishment you could name from the time I was able to work up until I left Tennessee at like the age of 21 everywhere not for very long though what was the worst what was the worst place you worked at old navy <laughs> hands down old navy you know why cuz uh what was it uh who was it oh fucking uh Diana Ross's daughter or like one of the no yeah it was diana ross's like uh niece or some shit like that was like my day shift manager and uh she used to remind all of us every day that her auntie is diana ross like that held some sort of power over us wait wait so your manager at old navy was trying to flex she was trying to flex diana ross yeah but their manager at old navy She's a manager, though. Is she single? Probably, yes, to this day. She's probably still single. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my my worst and last day working there, um, I had to I had to doo-doo real bad. Um, I had some bubble guts, and I was working the register, and we were really busy. And uh, I, I was like an hour past my break time, and I called her on the walkie-talkie. I was like, hey, I got a doo-doo. Can we get somebody up here to replace me? She's like, everybody's unloading trucks right now. You just need to suck it up. I was like, if you don't get somebody up here soon, I'm a doo-doo right here at this register. And she's like, if you doo-doo, then you're fired. (laughs) So I (laughs) doo-doo. 
Just a little bit. It wasn't on purpose. It wasn't like I was, I'll show her. Wait, no, 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 no. You legit shit your pants. It was an accident, but I, I did it. And def- once it happened, I was like, I'm owning this. <laughs> this is an act of defiance. Damn, is my shit freezing up? No, you good. No. All right. I don't want the internet to fuck up my doo store. Anyway, I thought, you know, I thought I had, she, I wasn't like going to be like, no, nah, fuck you. You need the workers rights. And I was, I just, I just sucked it up. Like I told her I need to go to the bathroom. She said, everybody mm-hmm. else is unloading truck. She's like, by the way, need I remind you, nigga, uh, Diana Ross is my auntie. And I was just like, whatever. And I, I farted, but it ended up being a little bit more than that. And, uh, the lady that I was checking out at the moment, uh, she had four belts. They were those belts that were reversible, one size black, one size brown. Mm-hmm. And as she was showing me, she's like, oh, I didn't know you guys had these. I was like, bitch, I work here. Why are you showing me this shit? <laughs> Turning it. And I farted a little bit. And she heard it. But I felt it. And then um, and I, she was the last person to check out. And I just punched my pen in. I locked my drawer. And then I just walked straight out of Old Navy. And I never went back. <laughs> I didn't get my last check. What? I didn't was, do, it, I, <laughs> was it a waddle? Or was it like, fuck it, I'm owning up to the, I don't care. Ooh, it was a... Uh, it was it was a tightrope walk. Like the cheeks were the cheeks were shut. <laughs> and I had cargo shorts on. Like I had more than enough room to like you know put things where they needed to be. But mm-hmm. man, because you know you work at a place they make you park all the way at the end of the parking lot. It was rough. I had the cold sweats. It was in the middle of July. She was bad. Uh, it I took- love I love just the quiet. Like you shit yourself and you're like. You're not even like, hey, let me say goodbye. Did not make a big deal. No. I had I had friends there, man. I've been working there for a year. I'd made connections with people. Just none of that. They don't even know where I am. This is like 15 <laughs> years, 20 years later. I didn't say a word because this was like, I don't think Facebook, social media was that big. And the only time I saw these people, like I had like a, a, a little jump off that I was a girl I was messing with. She oh. never with me again. Never. Buddy, you sound like Robert De Niro from the movie Heat. That's what the movie is based off. Me doodling myself at Old Navy. Actually, I forgot. I forgot that scene where he says, uh, "If you do to yourself and you can't walk away from it in sixty seconds, yeah, it's not worth it." Then it's not worth it, baby. Man. Anyway, shout out to Diana Ross's niece. Shout out to Diana Ross. I hope you died under a, a bunch of Old Navy fleeces, you bitch. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I don't want to offend your regular listeners, but hey, Elena Ross, suck my whole dick from the back. You should have let me take a break. Shout out. Listen, I will say working at Old Navy beats my first job, which was uh, I worked <laughs> I worked at uh, Hollister. Ooh, shit. Yeah. It was not, always dark in there. What the fuck was going on with you guys? I I know it was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. Listen, that's that, that's not my tribe. Those aren't my people. Man, I was there ha- for This is what happens when in like cuz this was here in this in Seattle. <laughs> was it in Seattle? Yeah. It was in Seattle. Shout out to Northgate Mall. A place where white people are afraid to say no when they should. <laughs> yeah. They should have said no to my ass during that group interview. Mark. I still remember that nigga's name, Mark. And I remember I was just like, I need a job for Christmas to buy people gifts and shit. Also, what's this Xbox thing? I want it now. Um, and so I go for the job interview. I'm wearing cargo shorts. I'm looking real sexy. And then I remember I felt so good about it during the like the group interview. 
like the the manager like he was like all right well if you do if someone here gets hired um you're gonna have to dress up like the culture here and then he points at me he goes something like what uh, uh abraham here is wearing now and, and i just looked at everybody like yeah yeah nice started working there they made me buy their clothes because we're brand models but yep. i was fat at the time so i had to wear like they a medium-sized gray button up and my titties were i'm talking i had like a cups at the time they turned my shits into c's I, that's oh, how yeah. my gut i did not know i had side fat like that but that it boy, really that boy got some meat they, i didn't know what sexual harassment in the workplace was until there oh my instead of slapping God. my ass they would slap like my side fat and be like hey boy get to work was it hollister or abercrombie that made people stand out in front of the store abercrombie all right, so you didn't have to do that. Uh, no, I only I I was only there for two shifts. <laughs> God I, damn! I swear, I was I was sixteen, seventeen at the time, and oh, I remember I felt hella bad because my buddy, shout out to Nelson, he hooked me up with the job there. He was like, I know you need money, like look, you can get a job here, and I was like, thanks, man. And he talked to the managers, be like, he's a good guy. I got to high school with him, and then I did two shifts, and I was like, I never showed up again. And I called three weeks later because I was like, I did not know how jobs work. I called three weeks later, be like, "Hey, this is a uh, Abraham." They go, "Who?" And I was like, "This is Abraham." Uh, and I was like, "Do you guys have any open shifts that I can drop in for?" And she goes, "Oh, honey, yeah, because they have like open shifts during the holidays." She's like, "Oh, honey." You were terminated a long time ago. You've left without telling anyone. Mm -hmm. And then I go, oh, okay. And I like for several beats, long beats, she's still on the other line. I go, so that means I'm fired, right? She's like, yeah. And I go, okay, have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Dude, I learned my life. And I remember my mom was in the kitchen with me when I made the call. And she knew the whole predicament. She looked at me. She's like, well, I go, I was terminated and then they fired me. She's like, no, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she laughed at me. Was that your first job? My first fucking job. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, my first job, I worked at Chick-fil-A. What? Yeah, I worked at Chick-fil-A as a cashier and the Chick-fil-A was in a mall food court. Man. That's awesome. Do you, did you, do you, still, uh, do you still hold the same kind of uh, morals that Chick-fil-A holds? Mm -hmm. No. I, I don't, I'm not homophobic. Okay. Let's put that on wax. That's what I'm saying. I just want to set you up for success right now. You walked away because they wanted you to take on their strong Christian values. And you know what type of values I'm talking about. I, uh, I walked Here's away you. because, so I technically uh -huh. may or may not have gotten fired from Chick-fil-A. I caught you with a pocket full of nuggets. He said, no, mama, no. <laughs> I, uh, everybody. So basically what happened was it was at near the end of my senior year of high school. And mm -hmm. I was already kind of in a mood of like, I don't really want to get scheduled anymore because I'm going to go off to college. So like, I'm not going to work here anymore. And I remember I wrote on Facebook one day, I had an eight hour shift at, at, on a Saturday. And the eight hour shifts always... I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. uh, just eight hours on your feet, not fun. Uh, 
And so I wrote a status saying, oh, you know what? I wonder if it's probably still on your Facebook page. Yeah, I wonder if I can find it. You can't. It's like, yo, fuck Chick fil A, nigga. (laughs) And it's like several G's and like 19 A's. And it's just him with like a camera phone, like too close to his face, but you can see like a little bit of the middle finger. (laughs) Still got the headset. He's like, stole this. Hell yeah. His next post was, eat more cows, nigga. For real though, those chicken sand, those chicken breakfast sandwiches were delicious though. Oh my god, with the biscuits. Mm-hmm. You guys oh, got Chick Fil A up there in Seattle? Yeah, we got, we got. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, shit. Is it like way off the beaten path, or is it like pretty? There's like it's not in the city of Seattle, but if yeah, leave like the, Tacoma or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah. There's the federal like, way. There's those other uh, gross people, the oh. gross residents of Tacoma. Ugh. It's like living on Frat Row without. <laughs> Being in a frat, if yeah. you will. It's like R. It's like Chris is your RA. You're living in a frat house, but not quite a frat. God, I would love to have Chris be a corrections officer. Mm. <laughs> I'm just thinking about he. Oh, that would be so. I, oh. Would you though? Because if you were really in a jam, you were in a pickle. Like uh-huh. you no, know, like you, you know, your butt was being threatened. Someone's just out. looking at my ass to go. I'm threatening you. Right, and you called out for the CO, which is uh, Officer Mejia. Just okay, standing there. I'm just gonna let all. He's of not coming for you. I was not paying attention. He's um, not. Yeah, he's not paying attention at all. But so basically, I posted a status. <laughs> I love you. Wait, hold on, Chris. I love you, man. <laughs> we love you. This is. I want to. I want to tell Shane the time that me and Elliot were talking about ISIS, and you were on your phone, and we were just doing a good three to five minute bit, and then you come up and you're like, "Hey guys, I saw this tweet about ISIS," and then we just look at each other and we go, "Oh really? Oh, like we're mad douchebags about it." But good. That's the proper way to handle that. Chris is a loyal and good man. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right, hold on. I think I found. <laughs> See, he's still. He's not <sighs> fucking listening. He no, I care. heard you say that I'm a lawyer. <laughs> me, don't make me me and Elliot you again, oh, wow. dude. Elliot on a stick. I like Elliot it. on a stick. It's my best dildo. <laughs> <laughs> it's black too. <laughs> I hate that I'm too determined to find this status. <laughs> Chris, look at me. Look at me, Chris. Come on. Come on. Elliot's still there? Did he move already? Oh, he already moved. Shout out to Elliot. Where's he at now? He's in LA. In LA. Gross. Yeah. I'm praying for it. Uh, So I can't find it, but basically in the status. Oh, wait. There. Come on. Yes. So here's the status. Posted this. Uh, I was like, finished with finals, senior trip to the Keys next week. Can't believe it's almost over. I got to admit, I'm going to miss it. Not the roles and uniforms, but I'm going to miss everyone. Had a lot of memories. About to start some new ones. This would be a chillax weekend if it wasn't for the fact that I have to work 10 friggin' hours tomorrow. Language? Yes, I said friggin'. Oh, my God. You're a fucking nerd. That's a load of bull. At least a load of bull. Look at you, little bad boy Christian. I was going, oh, (laughs) this is a load of bull. I have to work 10 friggin' hours tomorrow. I am livid. I am livid. Um, 
Uh, I don't like that I have to work 10 hours. I can hear you telling someone, hey, listen here, buster. Yeah. Cheese and rice. If I have to go in for 10 hours tomorrow, ah, shut the front door. This is this is absurd. Listen here, pal. And let me tell you something. You are not actually my pal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you know what? You're not actually my pal, bud. Nope. <laughs> Got that? Wait. What year was this? 2010. Oh May 14th. So cute. May 14th, 2010. How many likes did you get on that? <laughs> too, too many oh, fucking there likes. Was more, there was more to status. There was more to status. Too many fucking likes. <laughs> Just family. Just bitches, family, this niggas. This weekend. If it wasn't for fact, I had to work 10 freaking hours tomorrow. That's a load of bull. At least it's my next to last week at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so I was already on because like the reason why I said that was because I was gonna be leaving to do summer school at my college. So I was already gonna be leaving at some point. Surprised but you didn't surprise you didn't see an opportunity to throw that out there. A little humble brag, you know. While the rest of you guys are out finger blasting and going to music festivals, I'm gonna be doing advanced studies at my college <laughs> in the summer. Hmm. hmm. Enjoy your moist fingers, fellas, hmm? and your gaping vaginas, ladies. I will be hitting the books. Now, if you'll excuse me. You're making Chris sound like the original incel. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like, trying too like hard. The, to like, like the, I know, and that's what's disturbing yet entertaining. The Dominican incel. Mm. Mm. The one and only. I know. I... I've never seen a Dominican incel. I'm going to look that up on the internet later. I, you're not too far off because literally one of the classes I took was anthropology. Oh, God. <laughs> I, love like that. A, I love that. You were like an extra in community. God. Yeah, you're, He's you're like, a, you were Donald Glover's stand-in. Yeah, you were Pop-Pop's <laughs> enemy. <laughs> fucking Chris was the original magnitude. <laughs> Fred, Fred. <laughs> Did you also on your Facebook profile have works at uh, Chick Fil A? Were you one of those fucking squares? <laughs> oh, dude! And look at that. That's beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. How many likes? How many likes? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Uh, like a family friend. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, like a family friend, like mommy, <laughs> mommy, <laughs> mommy, mommy, like. Oh, was... Anyway. Uh... <laughs> No, just like a family, like a family, like a, one of my mom's, I don't really know. It's You're being a, really vague about this. Yeah, it's thing. called an auntie. One of my mom's uh, sister or something, like a relative. Oh, was, I don't know. She I don't touched my, my dick. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. What was that, Chris? I don't remember what their connection is. I think they just both grew up together in Philly. Yeah, I think you accidentally liked your own post is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> The old shadow thumb likes. I, yeah. I didn't mean to. It happens to all of us. Well, anyway, so my boss, uh, I was at like Universal with some friends, and I get a call, and it's my Adios. boss. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. 
Real big fan. And I get a call from my boss. And what I completely forgot was that I was Facebook friends with my boss's wife. Oh, what? How? Why? Because you guys were in the same class together? My boss didn't have Facebook, but his wife did. So his wife added all of the employees on Facebook. Oh, that's sketchy as fuck. Uh, That's for surveillance? That's That's some dirty ass shit. Yes. That's interesting. He called me. He was like, he was like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm at Universal. So if it's loud, I'm sorry. And he's like, okay. Um, <laughs> would you say that I was a good boss? What that I'm fuck? a good boss? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're good. You treat us well, all this stuff. He was like, like, would you say that like the fact that like one time he took the entire staff on a Sunday to go to Universal and he was like, would you, he was one of those people who like, he was one of those people like he, he took his job very seriously. Right. Like we were in a food court. Gross. The tables that were in front of our spot in the food court. He you busted that, those tables. He called that our dining area and made us clean them. What? I, I like this guy. So How I, old was this guy? Probably early mid twenties at this point. Like maybe late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, he had nothing else. That guy had wow. Guy, he did some shit. That Chick-fil-A guy had was his, in another name. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A yeah. was his last. That was like his last stand. Jesus. Like, if he fucked that up, he was going back to wherever. Probably Montana. So he uh, he was like, uh, when I took everyone to Universal, like, would you say that was like, uh, like a nice <laughs> cool, thing? Cool of me? Was like, that chillaxed of me? I was like, yeah. He was like, and would you say that is it bad to work at Chick-fil-A? I was like, no. Yeah. He was like, okay. Well, it kind of just, you know, upsets me that, you know, I would do things like that to make it a good work environment. And then one of the employees would say it would be a load of bull to work at Chick-fil-A. Be bull cocky. Wow. And I was like, well, it was just more referring to working a 10 hour shift. Like, I'm not, I don't. Oh, so. Oh man, he was, he was he baited you. He was just like, yeah, it would it suck, and then you just willingly gave in, like, yeah. oh yeah, well I meant to say no. You're supposed to fucking deny, deny. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Niggas really out here talking about high school. I didn't know. Niggas Chris, don't were, were you were you getting oh. sweats and shit? Were you like having cold sweats and your legs were shaking? Like, bro, oh, he was this on the Jurassic. Life. He was on the Jurassic Park ride while this shit was happening. <laughs> <laughs> trying not to get eaten by a T Rex. <laughs> Yo, shout out to that ride. Been on it. Very fun. <laughs> shout out to the end part of the T-Rex. You, were you nervous though, Chris? Were you nervous? Well, I was more like, I was so preoccupied with being in Universal. that, <laughs> And I knew I was going to be leaving for college. So I was like, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, and I was like, well, I don't like working 10-hour shifts. Well, And he was like, well, you know what? You don't have to worry about working 10-hour shifts anymore. And I was like, okay. He was like, okay. And I was like, okay. Bye. And then we hung up. And then I just never worked another shift for like two weeks. And then I quit. I came back, returned my uniform. Um, and yeah, so like, I don't know if I was <laughs> fired or if I wow. had my own accord. Do you feel like you got the upper hand? You got the last laugh in that situation? I mean, yeah, because I don't work there. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, you don't work there anymore. He's watching this afterwards what'd you do like, when you hung up the phone because you were with homies i wrote the incredible hulk <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Did you have any uh, explaining to do when you got home? Yeah, I told my mom she was very upset. She was like, you're, you're an idiot. You shouldn't complain about your job on social media because they're going to find out and you're going to get in trouble for it. And she Millions like, of people needed to hear that, actually. Mm-hmm. She was, yeah. Actually, that's still a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Don't complain about your current workplace online because there's spies everywhere. Yeah. For the longest a, time, yeah. I mean, for the longest time, I was a church kid, so like I didn't swear and stuff. I can tell. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. I would say yeah. it's it's bull, but I mean, I trust Yeah. It. I mean, darn it. The way you held yourself together during those trying times around all these heathens. Yeah, it's freaking great. Um, it's freaking great. That status was I'm going to bring back Freegan. That's really yeah. fun to say. That status was my Def Jam comedy special. <laughs> you were humping a stool while you were typing that shit? Yep. Well, I was just humping And we was freaking all night. <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking all night. Mm. <laughs> uh, ooh, I was okay. a church kid, too. It's fine. But, you know, I was a bad church kid. I wasn't like you. You seem like you were a church kid, like, you know. You were trying to be on the straight and narrow. Yeah, like I, I, I was a very my majority of my life. I was very much a go do the like follow the rules. Do mm-hmm. don't beat your meat because God can see it. All I right? still, I still beat it. Like, yeah, he did. Yeah, you dirty money. little Dominican. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was mm. still, it was still like every time I did it, then I felt insanely guilty. Yeah, and like I felt like every single time I had a bad week, it was because I jerked off. Right, and then you tried to jerk off and feel better, and it just made you feel worse. Yeah, it's an endless cycle. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Uh, the change the yeah. subject, though. The change the subject, uh, because I, I uh, don't beat your meat anymore. You haven't touched don't yourself beat your since meat. 2010. Don't, don't do it. No, I, I <laughs> want to bring this up because I think you have one of the best stories relating to comedy i have ever heard hmm? uh you told it to me once in the underground and i would like if, if you don't mind to talk about it again right now when uh years ago mm-hmm. when you were a young lad and you were hosting at madhouse comedy club in san diego oh fuck oh shit yeah yeah I oh, i'm that. excited for this here we go we gonna great great job in segueing by the way. We're talking about a young young Chris with his with his just just helpless little penis in his hand, trying to whack away the guilt of Chick fil A. Now he's like, Hey Shane, tell me a story about death and comedy. <laughs> well, here we go, Stoop Kings and all the listeners. Hope I'm you're find my charger, but keep going. Yeah, find your charger. And if you got some milk in your mouth, get ready to spit it out. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Anyway, I'm down for it. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. I don't know why Chris wants me to tell this story because it's a bummer. Yeah, you, death. I thought it was like, oh, we're gonna have someone jerking off in comedy. Cool. No, this is the opposite of jerking off. This. You don't uh, for sh- tell it. You don't have to. I will tell it now. Just I'm not gonna let you fucking punk me out. <laughs> By the way, Chris, you guys are listening, but you can't see on the Zoom. But mm-hmm. he's for sure jerking off right now. That's what yeah. He's touching say. his dick. Yeah. Yeah. With his uh, fucking university logo tattooed on he put the head. On, yeah, he, put on I that, know. he put on that Incredible Hulk uh, fucking fist he, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the whole, yeah. Just, bah, 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 Hulk yeah. Smash, Hulk smash. Hey, listen, don't knock that until you try it. <laughs> you got um, a point. No, yeah. I was telling Chris, my um, my home club, San Diego, several, several years ago, 
Shout out to Madhouse. I don't even think they're open anymore. They were at the top of a mall in San Diego. <laughs> they were open like two years ago when I went to LA. Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah. Uh, shit. Well, I think, you know what? I think they moved, but the original location when I first started back in the day, uh, Horton Plaza Mall in downtown San Diego, the Gaslight mm-hmm. District, if you will. Gas lamp. Gas lamp? Gaslight. It was gas. Anyway, this is a mall. It's on the fourth floor. It's on the top of a of a you know of a four-story mall like outdoor malls in cali they got them all over the place but this was like uh i had just gotten past at this club so i was hosting and i think it was like within a couple of months of me getting past so i was still pretty new as a host and all that shit and i show up um i show up friday night and then you know we're doing two shows friday first show fine right it's packed out. I'm hosting. Uh, there's a feature in the guest spot and the headliner. Things just go according to plan. No problem. Um, it was between the first and second show, right? The headliner and feature are doing their meet and greet, like towards the entrance or outside of the club. And there's a line that has been standing outside the club for probably half an hour of people waiting to get in. I go outside in the front just to go smoke a cigarette and just kind of get out of the place for a little bit. And I noticed immediately there's yellow police tape all over like one half of the building, separating people that are trying to come into the club versus people who are leaving the club. I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm seeing all these people standing in line. They're looking over the uh, balcony down to the main, you know, the main street It's four stories down there, bro. There are fire trucks, there are police cars all over the place. I'm like, yo, what's going on? I'm talking to one of the people. They're like, yo, right behind the club, um, there's a guy who's on the other side of the ledge and he's about to jump. And there was a cop, you know, like a negotiator person out there with him. So like, I kind of like navigate, move my way so I can see where this dude is and no shit. Like the comedy club, like inside the club, there's a stage and then there's a whole wall full of windows and then outside of the club, right outside those windows, is the rail old boy is sitting on. So, like, if we were to go into the club and raise the curtains, like the blinds, you would literally see on the stage a dude sitting on the opposite end of the fucking banners or whatever, getting ready to jump while there were two cops, like, trying to negotiate, you know, to get him off of there. So this has been happening for I don't know how long, but everyone, there's like 100, 200 people standing in line waiting to come in the club and they've all just been watching this dude getting ready to jump off, you know, the fourth story of this, you know, of this mall or whatever. So I'm standing out there. The, the manager who's a, who was working that night comes out. One of the cops comes out and is like, Hey, I'm not telling you how to run your business or anything, but these people have been standing out here for quite some time and they're very aware of what's going on. We have a situation actively happening literally right outside your club. So what do you want to do? You know, do you want to refund these people or keep it going? And of course, the manager's like, fuck that shit. We're going to keep this going. They let everyone in there. The DJ is just playing music. It is dead silent. It's packed out. Second show Friday night. It's fucking packed the fuck out. There's like 250 plus people in there. And music's playing. The wait staff looks weird and bummed out. I'm looking all shook because I'm just like peeking out the blinds now. The headliner, the feature, the guestie, all of us know what's happening. And, um... Yeah, so then the DJ goes, he's like, is everybody ready to have a good time? 
you just you just hear someone you go know, just one clap like Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do better than that. Is everybody ready to laugh? <laughs> And uh, I'm standing by the booth, and I'm just looking at my boy, who's the feature. He's like, good luck, nigga. And like, <laughs> all right, everybody, give it up for your host for this evening. Give it up for Shane, Brendan. Music's playing. I get up on stage. The music fades, and everybody's just silent. And I just started going into my set. Of course, I fucking bomb my ass off because no one's paying attention. Because at this point, the sun is setting, and there's like this, these kind of like bamboo wooden blinds behind me. Like, they had the thick blackout curtains, right? But they weren't closed all the way, so they were kind of open. So now you just had this wooden kind of bamboo shades, and the sun was setting. No shit, right behind me, you can literally see the shadows of the fucking cops trying to, like, talk to this dude. Also, as it got darker, because the the club was like a big oval, and there's, like, windows around with the patios, as the sun started getting going lower you would see the blue and red flash it would just be hinting bouncing off windows <laughs> all this shit's going on i bring up the first comic doing a guest spot he does like 10 he's like eating shit because of course people aren't paying attention the feature comes up the whole night was fucking trash like all right so i bring up the feature he's doing 30 then i go to the bar in the back of the room and my boy dave who's the bartender I was like, yo, I need a fucking drink. I can't handle this shit. Because between comics, I would still go out on the back patio, uh-huh. like away from the cops, just to see what was going on. So I was psyching myself out. You would check in. I had nothing else. It was me, the feature, and the guest spot. We would all just keep rotating back. All the hosts, all the waiters, and even the bartender, everybody just kept going back and forth to check to see what was going on. So the headliner goes up. Um <laughs> The headliner goes up. This is insane, man. Yeah, this is this is all Friday night. Headliner goes up, and I think. Well, wasn't it wasn't it that before the show started, the headliner said he didn't want to do it, and the club owner was like, "If you don't do this show, you're fucking over in this city." Oh, get the uh, fuck out! Fuck no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. During the features act, here's where shit went south. All right, so I I go up. And I fucking bomb. I'm only up there for like seven to eight minutes doing my hosting shit. And I get off. And then the homie gets up and does like 10 minutes of a guest spot. Right. right. The feature goes up. This guy's doing 30. I bring him up. I go to the bar. I'm sitting at the bar with the headliner. Oh, who was it at the time? Some white dude. He's white. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was me, the headliner, and then the bartender. And like I think the bartender too, we went out to the side of the patio, the side patio up on the fourth floor, and we could still see what was going on. And the handliner started bugging out, and we go back inside by the bar, and we're drinking drinks. And he's just like, "I'm, I can't. This is too fucked up. There's too much shit going on. Like no one's having a good time. Blah blah blah." And the manager's just like, "You're going up. We got a packed house in here. You're going up. You're the only one hand going up. If you don't go up, you're not getting paid tonight." You're not coming back tomorrow. You're not going to work this club, blah, blah, blah. He just deboed him. He strong-armed him into going up. And I think at this point, this dude, this headliner, he was like headline. This was like a C room for sure. This wasn't like a big-time room. So, you know, he was like – I think he was a guy who was like just now got headliner status, maybe one or two TV credits like on his way. So, still kind of desperate to do that shit. Right. But uh, that conversation was happening – I'm mixing up my days now because it was a two, it was a, this this happened over a span of two days. It was a Friday night and then a Saturday. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so the headliner goes up. He does mediocre. The dude doesn't jump, right? Both shows and Friday, guy's still out there. Everything is what it is. Uh, hell, we even all stayed, the staff and the comics, after they kicked out all the, the you know, the, the people there to watch the show. You know, we were closing up, just drinking, smoking, worried, all that stuff. You fast forward. I come back up for this early Saturday show. I walk in, old boy sitting behind the ticket booth. I was like, oh, what's up, Shane? Uh, yeah, anyway, man, uh, just to let you know, we got so-and-so here, blah, 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 blah. We got all this and all that. By the way, uh, dude killed himself uh, around like 5 in the morning or 7 in the morning. So, yeah, he's done. So, now we don't got to worry about police, but he is dead as fuck. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I get there. I'm in the green room. I keep hearing people, like the other comic show, the headliner shows up and the features show up. No more guest spot. They show up and they're like, yeah, did the dude at the ticket booth also tell you guys that guy killed himself? <laughs> I was like, yeah. So we were all like already in a bummer of a mood. First show happens. We all just kind of breeze through it in a daze. But now all three of us, me, the feature and the headliner are just getting you know, more and more drunk because we just keep thinking about all that shit right. that was going on. So by the second show, <laughs> the crowd is packed in. I get up there to host. I am fucking wrecked. I probably killed a whole bottle of Jameson by myself. Bro, I just get real early Drake shit, like, in my feelings about stuff. And I'm in there, and I just abandoned my little, you know, material I was going to do. I'm just like, if you love somebody, you need to reach out to them and tell them that. <laughs> Who knows how long we're going to be here. Everybody here is laughing and having a good time. But you never know who's not laughing and having a good time. <laughs> your next comic. <laughs> anyway, your next comic code is stays. This nigga's hilarious. He was on Adam Devine's house party. Give it up. <laughs> and old boy, the feature, I remember, because it was the homie, uh, shit, it was the homie Tone Bell, I think. He was a feature oh, at that Oh, time. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. It was Tone. It was, it was, I think this was, like, right after Tone. It was like after his first, like, because he was on a bunch of failed first season shows or whatever. It was when he was in between television series. Yeah, and he went up and he was kind of like trying to rip on me for he's like, man, that nigga has problems, right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I've lost a few people too. <laughs> Everybody was just fake and like and then the the headliner went up and it was the same thing. Like, dude did 30 minutes and he was killing it. And he just paused for us. He went, I remember he went to go reach for his drink that was on the stool and the shit was empty. And I just saw like a brief moment where he like picked up this empty cup and he's just like, I wish I had more. And then he started thinking about, I wish I had more time. I wish that dude had more time. None of us have time. What is that? <laughs> Dude. Bro, we, we all ate the fat. And the best part of that story is afterwards in the, during the meet and greet thing, the three of us are standing by the doorway our people are coming out. This drunk ass girl came up to me because I was the Actually, first so, one in line. So pause the fact. Let's make it clear that every time these shows were done, y'all were for every person. Every person who performed were forced to stand at the exit. Oh, for sure. As people were walking out, which comics will typically purposely stand near an exit when a show is done because 
we had no choice. And we want people to give us our glory. Mm-hmm. Oh, you thought I was funny? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. the petting zoo. Typically, yeah. club policy had to stand. Yep. So, like, you ate dicks and yeah. then had to have all these people pass you. Whether you do good or not, you have to stay, especially if you work at the club, if you're a host or a feature, you have to stand there. Uh, I think they strongly encourage headliners to do it, but most headliners do anyway because they're trying to sell merch. Yeah, uh, bro. And that the time I was working at that club when I first got past, there have been many a nights I stood there, well, mouth full of my own dick. Um, <laughs> just when people just look, you know, you know, when people, you know, you didn't do well and people will walk past you until the comic next to you that you did well. It was a lot of that shit. <laughs> but check I, this I, out. The last night when I had my, if you love somebody, reach out to them and let them know that shit. There was a woman that came up to me. She was drunk as shit. I'm standing right next to the feature in the headliner. Her and her boyfriend were like close to the last few people to trail out of the club. Bro, she stumbled up to me. She was like, you ruined my fucking birthday. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. She's like, you weren't. She's like, I came all the way here from Boston to have a good time. Not to hear about some fucking asshole who jumped off the roof. You ruined my fucking birthday, you piece of shit. She's like, all you were supposed to be funny. And all you keep talking about is some fucking guy I don't know killing himself. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry I ruined your birthday. But you know what the good news is? Bitch, you get to have another birthday. <laughs> I don't know why, but for a split second, I thought you were going to tell her you can save 15% or more if you switch to Geico. <laughs> you can save 50% or more, yeah. Dude, that's uh, that's wild. That, yeah, and that was a uh, that was a, I, that wasn't the last time I worked at that club, but it was the most memorable time. Uh, but you know how you with other fucking comics are mean as shit. Like the next day, no, even earlier that day, because I was living, I had a I had a bunch of roommates that were comics at that time. I told every everybody knew what happened Friday night. I got home to my house I was staying at, and we were all having a party, so it was a bunch of comics over. And the funniest shit I heard another homie of mine say was, uh, what if dude killed himself because after the first and second show, he realized, oh, they're saying the same jokes over and over again. What if he was like, oh, I remember this. They're not making it up on the spot. (laughs) I remember this because when you told us the story when we were at the ground, it was you, me, Posse, and Frankie. Uh huh. And we were making the joke of like, basically, he, basically he lost the will to live because it was like when a magician reveals his trick and you're just like, wait, what? It's like nothing is real anymore. <laughs> but the fucked up thing I think about all the time is like he was he he was up there for two whole shows on a Friday night. Yeah. And heard like he was only six, seven feet away from where I was Holy standing on stage shit. to behind me. He people were like laughing out loud for at least two hours mm-hmm. while some cop was trying to get this guy off a ledge who was having the worst day of his life. And like every time that cop tried to say something and got him closer off the ledge, somebody's punchline would land, and then people would just start laughing. Oh shit! That's you're the all shit responsible. Yeah, you're all maybe responsible. The cops, the cops, like you have a lot to live for, and he's thinking about, it, and then you bitch. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Ah. Some oh, of my man. friends said he killed himself because I was such a hack fuck. That's what. They- <laughs> 
Which is probably true. Look, I was only two years in at that point. I really was at. That was good two years in. It was really fucked up. I know if this ever happened, if like me and Chris Weber and like your predicament, I know for a fact we would all wait maybe what, Chris, two days, maybe three, and then we would start just ripping each other to shreds. Yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, that's like uh, every comic has a like their, 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 their title, like this is the shittiest show I've done story. And like just the reason why I wanted you to tell that one, because in my opinion, that is the top three worst show to do stories. Yeah. The fact that you had to, and like that late show, everyone in the audience knew what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. The first show, no one no one knows. You don't know, you don't know that as you're having a good time, something really horrible is about to happen. But the late show, and the fact that everyone was still like, I mean, we paid. Right. That's the thing that trips me out. The Friday Night Late Show, like, yeah, the manager could have canceled it because all those people were standing in line and they were very aware of what was happening. But also, those people could have probably been like, you know what, I'll just take another ticket for another night. I'm going to get out of here. It was still a sold-out room. Because it wasn't even that, it wasn't even that, like, they were waiting. But then where they're going to go, they were going to be, like, completely removed. Like, it wasn't like a movie theater Mm -mm. or anything like that. Like the fact that they knew where they were going into the proximity to what was happening, yeah, so close. And then during, like, once they once they sat down, they knew before the show started. Once they sat down, they knew, oh, that's what that shadow. Bro, as the sun was setting, like I said, the blackout curtains were like pulled to the side. It was just this wooden bamboo kind of like, what do you call it? Like like blinds or whatever. You can see the silhouette, the shadow of three people out side the window this just sounds like a uh, like one of the weirdest dreams someone could ever have oh man it was not my dream coming into stand-up comedy that, that's <laughs> someone someone c- contemplating suicide by jump outside so of a crazy. comedy club like you can't make that shit up i wish you did no but... it was very true also i remember one of the waitresses there was just like she killed herself no. Okay, good. You're good. <laughs> she said some shit to me. She's like, because at the time I was still in the military. I think I had like one year left on my contract because I started doing comedy like a couple years before I got out. She goes, Shane, aren't you in the military? Can't you do something? I was like, bitch, what do you think we do in the military? <laughs> like, what, what do you think I do? I can't do nothing. You want to push his ass off? I can't, what the fuck you want from me, man? Just an army dude going up to Al-Qaeda like, hey, so are you good? <laughs> Yeah. what's your friggin deal what's your friggin deal terrorist bro it was that was the wildest shit i've ever encountered doing stand after that that's why nothing really fazed me anymore after that like i can bomb <laughs> or have a bad set somewhere but i'm like oh, at least another nigga didn't kill himself during <laughs> my weekend you know what i mean years in, i experienced something like that every bomb would be like well well yeah perspective no perspective <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't there for this, but I we're going over it a little bit, but I feel like it's necessary to say, Chris, I know you know this story from a couple years ago. Um, it was at local what was it called in Renton, Chris? It's a comedy club. It's like Local Nine O Seven. There was a show at a place called like Local Nine O Seven uh, in Renton. And I think it was one of their open mic nights. And this 
comic. I forgot his name. He he was hosting. Good guy. Whatever. Uh, there was a comedian who went up, didn't do well, and I I they they just didn't like the room. I guess right. Mm-hmm. They come back the following week. They see the same host. Uh, I think he clowned on that new comedian again and new comedian's like all right fuck this whatever he comes back a third week and uh he brings out a bat and hits this host in the head with a metal bat fuck yeah no 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 this guy chris is making a face chris i'm fucking it up a little bit do you do you remember who i'm talking about a comic uh dylan avila dylan the homie dylan's the good guy the one that hit him in the head with the bat is the bad guy dylan with the bat the crazy guy was the guy who had the bat hitting. Yeah, him. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dylan was the victim. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not good at explaining it. All I know is a nigga got hit with the bat. And Isn't I was like, what, this was at an open mic? Yeah, this yeah. was at an open mic. And then, like, Did he, anyone he see this up. bat come out of anywhere or just? He just nope. rushed the stage and hit. And <laughs> once he started hitting, then everyone started rushing and yeah. got the guy. And I think it's on video. He had to get like surgery and shit. And he yeah. is he all right? Covered. He's, he's okay right. now. He's great doing comedy. He's this was years ago. But just what about the dude that, with the bat? Anybody seen him? He's touring with Kevin Hart now. Hell yeah, he's a plastic cowboy. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and stinky. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yo, we gotta because uh, I got something uh, at eight that I gotta. I got. You ain't got shit to do. No, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta donate to Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A yeah. College Fund. That's what I gotta do. But thank you so much, Shane. Thank uh, you, Shane. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, Phil. I appreciate it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, no problem, bro. Thank you so much for great. Uh, if people, Shane, if people liked things you said and the way you said it, I don't know why I like my shit. Follow you on social media. If so, how? <clears throat> I doubt it. But if you <laughs> liked anything you just heard. Um, at Shane Brendan, S H A I N B R E N D E N, the one true way to spell both of those names across all social media platforms. Twitter, I'm trash at it, but follow me on there. I'll say some stuff. Uh, Instagram, I'm very pretty. Also trash on that. Also trash on that. Um, Facebook, okay, okay, boomer. I don't fucking know. Uh, my OnlyFans, I'm getting into some feet shit. Wait, what? Yeah, y'all should check it. It's mostly knuckle stuff. I'm working <laughs> up to full digit play right now. You got to ease into it, though. Look, times are hard out here. You know, I'm not getting on TikTok and putting up clips of my stand-up like some people. So, anyway, I'm busting it open on OnlyFans right now. That's uh, <laughs> good. good. That's good. Look for that. And, uh, yeah, if... Uh, if Mother Nature doesn't cancel us all completely, I will probably be at Laughing Skull and uh, Limestone. And that's it. Uh, yeah, fuck with the Stoop Kings. Uh, if 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 you don't, then uh, your mom works at Chick-fil-A for life. Your mom works at Chick-fil-A for life. Yeah. Abraham, if people like the things you say and the way you say it, how can we follow you? You can follow me at Twitter on thick at thick Ethiopian if you'd like. Uh, post some stuff. I mean, it's pretty good double season there. You know how to spell Ethiopian. Uh, <laughs> upcoming shows. Uh, I got canceled, but hopefully I can be. Uh, <laughs> I'll be accepted back to this, uh, you know, Shane Brendan Comedy Festival. You can check them out on Facebook. I don't even get uh, into those. <laughs> 
Dude, I saw you got canceled from it, but like two years in a row, man. Two years dude, in a row. I I'm gonna try to re. We'll see what happens. But yeah, that's for me. What about you, Chris? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Fuck you, Shane. Uh, at Topher Mejia, T-O-P-H-E-R-M-E-J-I-A. Um, uh, comedy's done. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's dead. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Cora. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Got them answers. Um, and yeah, before we go, we want to end the show on our segment we call I'm going to leave you with this, uh, which is basically the way we end off the show is uh, we have our guests uh, leave our audience with a parting message, uh, something like, and, and whatever you want to leave with them, whether it's like homework you want to assign or mm. something you want them to do, a lasting message you want to stick with them, whatever it is you want. All you got to do is this. All you got to do is Are you say, paying attention, hi. Shane? Yep. Yep. Good. Yep. Got it. You just say, hi, my name is, and then you say your name mm-hmm. and I'll leave you with this. And then you say whatever it is you want to say. <clears throat> Ready, ready whenever. Take your time, baby. All right. <clears throat> hey, everybody. How you doing? My name is Shane Brendan, and I'm going to leave you with this. Always. And I do mean always. Eat that butt. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for Shane and Brendan, everybody. Thanks for coming yeah. on. The- yeah. I've been Chris here. I've been Abraham Tedessa. Fuck Thank yeah. You for listening. We'll catch you on the Thank next you, Shane. Stupid. See you guys. Stupid. Yeah.